All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast this week. We talk Euphoria season finale, Secrets of Dumbledore. We preview the Batman, and we return to our rewatch, Pirates of the Rewatch. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Doing well, man. Fabulous. How are you? I'm good. So happy to be here. Lots to talk about today. But before we dive into this amazing episode of the Nordy's Podcast, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. What a steal. A Very much step. appreciated. All right, guys. So uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? All right. I'll go first. I am over with uh, Friends of the Pod, Head Flyer. Remember when we did a nice interview there when we used to go to breweries nonstop? Yeah. Cool oh, place. yeah. Great time. And this is a good beer. So when I, lately when I've seen a West Coast style IPA on the shelf, it's usually like $2 cheaper and I'm into them. So I grabbed this one. It's called Prolific. It's in a bright yellow and orange can. Um, and I really like it. I, I, it's a good style and I think they made a nice beer prolific from Headflyer. Also shout out to a good friend of the pod who was on the podcast as well. Kate Bean. Kate Bruin is what we should call her. Cause she's been working at Headflyer all the time. Every chance she gets now. So I went and visited her uh, the other day. Nice. Um, I am at former Nordy winner Blackstack. I'm doing their Simcoe and chill. It's a cold IPA. Um, I've never had a warm IPA. I don't think I would enjoy that one. This is a it's cold a IPA. Choice. Why did they put that in the can? <clears throat> I'm guessing this has something to do with like the way they brewed it or whatever. There's not much of a description. Simcoe hops, and uh, the, it's got that black stack flavor profile. It's really good. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, right. guys. I'm drinking a beer from Indeed. I truly don't know what it's called. Okay? I can't read the can. Yeah. Films, films under. Folder. I don't know. Filed under funk. Fi- Holy filmed? shit! F- filed oh. under funky. Funky. We think I don't that's know. Filed? No, no. But I saw F I filmed. F I L M E. Wow. I don't know what it says, but we don't know. But it's a uh, mixed culture farmhouse ale. It's pretty dang good, actually. It's a cool looking can. I mean, cool can, tasty beer. I like farmhouse ales. I like mixed culture stuff. I think it's a good beer. So don't no idea what it's called. Can't tell you. The can looks like it's like a partridge family thing, and it's a good beer. Cool. Thanks indeed. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. It's time for do we care? And uh, I think the first place to start is with the biggest show on television, a show that I recently have started to get caught up on. I'm a few episodes behind everyone, so uh, keep it spoiler free for me and the listeners. But Euphoria. Mm-hmm had its season finale yesterday and it finished at at this point as the second most watched HBO show behind game of Thrones. Wow. That's amazing. It's a great show. So I think this season did a good job of like playing up, keeping us interested the whole time, but I didn't realize how much they could deliver for a finale because we got major, major moves on all storylines. It was fucking explosive. 
more so than I thought, you know, and a show that can just as easily do like a heady character introspective thing and make it just as captivating. Dude, they went full on fucking soap opera with it and it was really satisfying. So I loved it. Ryan, what did you think? I mean, the last two episodes were bonkers. I mean, it, the, the, it's something I've never seen done. It was like watching a recreation without it being a recreation because it fit and it worked, right? Mm-hmm. And um, some shit didn't go well for some people. Um, I Man, it was, it, it's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Like, you know, using the Game of Thrones kind of analogy, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of cogs in the wheels, you know. Right. Um, and it's kind of hard to wrap it all up in a, in a nice little package. But I think they did a really good job overall. Definitely left it open for some additional season three yep. shenanigans. And looking forward to that. Me too. Can't come soon enough. Um <clears throat> I think it sucks always when your title belt uh, finishes their season, um, especially after Peacemaker. We do have a new show to, t- to tease, but it's only two episodes in. Is it going to even come close to these heights? Probably not. Uh, so I'm kind of bummed right now. Um, but but dude, there's so many good spring shows. Uh, is there? Yeah. There might like be. We're going to get Halo. Hopefully that's gonna, decent. Yeah, we get Halo. We Moon Knight. We get Moon Knight. We get... I mean, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. Disney's we got do a lot get of- uh, the flag, the under our flag means death or whatever from Taika, yeah. the pirate show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thanks for cheering me up. It's going to be. It fun. was a great show, Eric. I can't <laughs> wait for you to catch up and and watch it. So let us know when that happens. It'll probably be like tomorrow. All right, the next big thing, guys: Secrets of Dumbledore, the newest installment of Fantastic Beasts in the Harry Potter Wizarding World, um, had its. Is it its final trailer? Its main trailer? Whatever. I, I'd imagine. I hope it's got so. a shit ton of footage. I don't know. I don't need a lot of footage. Know. A lot of big stuff. A lot of big reveals, including some teases of Dumbledore and Grindelwald finally battling each other. Um, I'm really excited about this movie. And the more that they lean into um, Jude Law, Dumbledore, and uh, whatnot, I'm more in. Like that's the character that I am really curious about. And I think like what what everybody wants from this is like the connections to the Harry Potter story, the characters we know while expanding the universe at the same time. And I think that like just kind of starting over with Newt Scamander and company was too much of a like reach and it didn't work for us. And we've talked about it at great length. So this is, I'm hoping kind of like movie two of their like recalibrating where they were headed. And I think that it's going to end in a good place. So I'm pretty excited about this one. And I think all of it looks really cool. And this is a story that I I don't really know what happens, and so I'm going to be really excited to kind of see where where they go with this. So you know how they recast? Okay, first it was Colin Farrell, who was actually just a mask for Johnny Depp, which was really strange. What a weird choice that was. That's so weird. So then you got Johnny Depp, and then he gets canceled because of Amber Heard. Turns out she was lying, and she's the one that needs to be canceled. That was a little crazy, but he's out either way. And now you got Mads Mikkelsen, third actor to play this role. Um Here's the one thing. All the other two guys, I can picture making out with Yumbledore. I mm-hmm. can't picture Mads making out with Dumbledore. I no. don't see the sexual tension anymore now. We'll see. No. You're right. That's You're right. my only problem. He's not as, I don't know. He just doesn't have that, that factor. So we'll see. Because this is the one that I bet we start to see some sexual tension in there too, right? Yeah. Some love story with them. Some 
I mean, it is interesting though. Like, um, Forbidden Love meets Wizard War meets like, you know, a battle of beliefs and you know, political and social beliefs. Like, I don't know. It's gonna be cool. It, it, it might be cool. I, I my hopes are like C plus. So if it's like a B plus, dude, I'm gonna be thrilled. That's it. I'm in the same boat, I think, with everything you guys are saying. Um, I watched the trailer um, twice. I thought it was good. Um, they're kind of leaning into the side characters a little bit more uh, in the trailer. That could be a misdirection. Um, but I'm excited to see Jude Law slash Dumbledore become, like, the most powerful wizard. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone, like... Like, like he's been, you know, kind of understated at this point, um, but to like actually like do it right and enact his abilities and maybe, maybe he has some self doubt and, and works his way through that. And then eventually it's just like, I'm way better than these guys and just wreck them. Um, I think that's going to be kind of cool. Again, this is, this is like watching solo though, in a way of we kind of know the stakes because Dumbledore obviously doesn't Wins. die. So um, it's it's not quite as harrowing as maybe, you know, the original Harry Potter stuff was. So um, like I, Jimbo, you couldn't have said it better. I'm expecting a C plus, And if it's anything B or above, it's a win, I think, for yeah. them, especially considering like the first movie was absolute hot garbage yeah. and boring trouble. Um, the second one was much better, um, which isn't saying a ton. So hopefully maybe they bring it home with this one. Yeah. We'll see. I hope so. I hope for, for Eric's sake, I want this to be great. Yeah. He deserves right. this. I do. I do deserve this. All right, guys, we got a trailer for Morbius. I don't know if there's a movie that I care less about than this one. That's like getting. More, like, <laughs> Wait, we got another, there is another trailer for Morbius. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It looks so stupid. I just, I'm done caring. I'm not going to see it. I have actually seen, um, I guess I saw Suicide Squad, but other than the Suicide Squad movies, I haven't seen a single movie in this universe. Is this the same universe? What are you talking about? This is a this oh, is the Sony Marvel universe. This is the yeah. Sony universe. That's all the villains. Never mind. I've seen this is the sinister. So yeah, you really don't yeah. give a fuck, yeah. which I appreciate and I echo your sentiment. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, this has nothing going for it. It it's a boring, weird vampire villain. It is Jared Leto, who I think we all agree is unfucking bearable. He's my least favorite actor. And it's Sony produced. It's not even if if this was in the MCU, it all would look different and we would already care cuz the trailers would be dope and the people involved would be good and it would have a good writer and, and they never they would have hired Jared Leto. <laughs> Dude, DC needs Batman to make a good movie. Spoiler, they, spoiler alert for probably something we're going to talk about later, but they need the good characters. They can't make a, a bad character into a good movie. Unless it's Peacemaker, in which case maybe they can, but that's a show. But that's James Gunn. That's not necessarily DC doing it. Um, I guarantee you Kevin Feige has a list of like 10 actors or actresses that will never make it into the MCU. And Jared Leto is in the top three. 1,000%. Who else would you like to see on that list? Oh... Two, two, two on the spot. I'd like yeah, to think I, about I it. I agree. For a I bit. was like hoping you, I had nothing. I had nothing on my list. Just hoping you guys might. Well, maybe we'll revisit because everybody's yeah. in it already. So now you have to come up with the list of people that aren't in it and then who you don't want. Who I want in the MCU? That was a question. 
Who do you no, not who, want? Who do you want on, who, yeah, who do you want on the on the MCU blacklist? Oh, Jared Leto. Um, that's what we said. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I, mm. I don't really dislike a lot of other people, to be honest with you. Yeah. You could probably keep the the Rock out of it. He can stick to DC for now. Yeah. I'm good on the Rock. I'm a I'm a John Cena guy. I don't. I guarantee you, <laughs> the Rock is not blacklisted, but he would not be considered by Kevin Feige for any. Well, he's like, not blacklisted you know. because he's Black Adam. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, next up, guys, Chris Hemsworth in is going to be in Mad Max Furiosa as the main villain. We haven't seen much of Chris Hemsworth in villain mode, so I'm kind of excited about this. I think true. this is going to be a new character for him, and I'm pretty pumped to see. I mean, he's so intimidating as a hero. Um, I think as kind of like a gritty villain fighting over resources he's going to be extra terrifying he's going to be good he he's going to be shredded and he's going to have found a way to like get eggs and stuff that's how he got so big everybody else around him is going to be scrawny so is he um, going to play the initial inception of a morton joe then is that the no that i the don't idea? i don't think so i think it seemed like that was the first time they furiosa had dealt with him before so i'm guessing this is a different character um so, yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing we're going to find out how Furiosa loses her arm. Yeah. Um, what movie was it where, I think it was Captain Marvel, where you kept wondering how Nick Fury was going to lose his eye throughout the whole movie? Yeah. Yes. Like, different fake-outs and shit. That's what it's going to feel like with this, except for it won't be super funny. Um, but I'm guessing, yeah, Chris Helmsworth is probably going to be the one to take off uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's arm. So let's enjoy I think that. They're, I think they're, uh, no, it's going to be, oh yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy. Sorry, you're right. Um, I hope they do it right away and just. Yeah, just, or she starts just, with it because, yeah, I don't want the whole like, oh, those cars are going to bang into each other. Oh God, it almost got her arm. Yeah, like, she pulled her in just at the last the second. Time. Yeah, yeah. She's going to reach in to get something out of the gears, like some gears are moving and she quick nabs it out and she's fine. I just still can't believe the number of letters you add into his last name. Helmsworthington? <laughs> Every time. All right, guys. I'm pretty sure it's Helms. That's, a, that's, but... the, that's the combination of Sam Worthington and Chris Helmsworth. They're the same dude, basically. One was successful, the other was not. <laughs> and one was not, yeah. All right, speaking of successful and things that uh, people want, especially Jim, Anthony Mackie <laughs> is li- going to be starring in a live-action <laughs> Twisted Metal series on Peacock. You love Twisted Metal. You love... Uh, you love Anthony. NBC, he loves NBC TV. Love for sure. You love the car. MP. I think it sounds great. Uh, it sounds trash, to be honest, though. I, I, mean, I don't. I don't know the story. Like I played one Twisted Metal game. Wasn't there is no story. Like, wasn't this just the like story? Is Kong? nonsense. It's like it's like a Mortal Kombat story of like I don't know why, but I'm traveling in my weird armored vehicle to this location for some reason. I've been called here. And now, oh, I'm competing to like you get one wish from the like anything you want. The like the bad guy can or like the guy can grant you if you win the tournament. And then it's always like I wish for fame, and then you're like famous for like being like a Hitler, and you die or something like that. You know, so they really? twist all your wishes oh, that's into okay. like something bad. Yeah, it's a dumb story. It's the games were only okay. Um, Anthony Mackie is does not have a lot of talent. So I'm not excited for him to be involved. I don't care. Peacock doesn't make good shit. There's no reason to be hype on this. And 
there was one character it, it, there was one character that was absolutely broken and it was the ice cream truck i forget yeah. i forget the name sweet of it sweet tooth sweet tooth was so op it was pointless to even attempt to use any other character so you yeah. were you were always sweet tooth if you were playing against your friends it was sweet tooth against sweet tooth it, it was just. It I just like still... the Mad Max truck personally. It was like a car, armored car. Uh, well, you I probably didn't win a lot. Good, so good balance of of speed and uh, power. No, you I don't know, man. Those games you probably were didn't like win very much. Those games were only cool because there weren't that many options to choose from at the time. There was like seven games. So on PS One, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, sticking with t- some TV news, Quentin Tarantino is in talks to direct a Justified reboot. I don't care. I don't think <laughs> yeah. that would make me want to watch this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like one of those shows like The Wire where everyone's like, dude, you need to watch The Wire. It's like the best show ever. And I never will, like no matter what they tell me. Um, okay. I kind of feel that way about Justified. And I don't know why. Like Justified it probably has such a different story. But like in my mind, it's just um, the same story with different characters and outfits as um, what was that biker show? Sons of Anarchy. Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Same universe to me. It feels the same. We, we've talked about this uh, like a month ago when like Yellowstone, we were talking about Yellowstone's ratings. It's the same audience. We said it's the same audience for Justified, Sons of Anarchy, and Yellowstone. And the Vikings. Venn diagram is a circle. And Vikings. I watched a lot of Vikings, by the way. Well, you'd probably love these shows. I, <laughs> you'd think. I tried them. I didn't like them. There's also, my favorite, one of my favorite things that Eric does Every once in a while, it's once a quarter, maybe, is lead us into a do we care segment with like, and this and this and this, and I don't care. Like he just, he, he cares so yeah. little, he has to get it out right away to set the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like, I don't know. Does Tarantino really excite you guys at this point? I would say, like, I would be interested in hearing news about his next feature films, right? Like when he was going to do Star Trek. Which is never going to fucking happen. I don't think this is going to ever happen. Um, I was interested. Uh, when I found out it was, you know, some once upon a time in Hollywood, let's all, like, as filmmakers, SRONDs, because, you know, we're the best. Look how mysterious and amazing the golden we are. Age. Yeah. Let's make a love letter to ourselves type of shit. Um, you know, wasn't super into it when I found out what it was, but he's still, like, you have to see all the Quentin Tarantino movies. Do you have to see the episodes of justified reboot that he directs for fucking fx no no i don't think you do so okay i don't care so we got a message this week that someone was like someone friend of the pod said uh was it um tony he said that he loved uh he loved my take on uh saving private ryan and that we should have a segment called eric eviscerates the classic yeah and i just have to tell you guys this is embarrassing and this is gonna make all of our listeners that are guys that are over the age of 30, um, really upset. But I just want to go through the Tarantino movies and tell you how few of them I've seen. All right. Sounds fun. My best friend's birthday. I've never heard of it. No one's Res- heard of that. Reservoir Dogs. Never. Haven't seen it. Uh, Res- uh, Pulp Fiction. Haven't seen it. Wow. Um, Jackie Brown. I don't even know if I've heard of it. Oh, Kill Bill. Classic. Kill Bill Volume 1. Haven't seen it. Kill Bill Volume 2, haven't seen it. Sin City, uh, he's a special guest director. That's not his movie. Uh, you can skip yeah, that, that one. That wasn't his. That That's was Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, Robert uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Death Proof, haven't seen it. 
Inglorious Bastards, have seen it. Great movie. Uh, Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Fair. I don't think that's a movie. Django Unchained, saw it. Hateful Eight, haven't seen it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, haven't seen it. You've seen two of his best ones, though. But you should definitely see Pulp Fiction. I would put that Pulp Fiction in the group with those the classics that you have enjoyed. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. You know, I've seen all those ones except for the first one, which I don't think was real, but um, maybe it was a student film or something. Ryan, what do you think? What does this do for you? What? Tarantino directing Justified? Yeah. I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Not too much time on this. Okay. Um, next up, guys. Uh, something that Ryan is excited about, did actually send in a group chat a, a lot about this this week. Um 80 for Brady is a movie that's being produced and starring Tom Brady. Uh, he's making a movie about himself and it also will be starring. Uh, it's a road trip comedy featuring Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Romero, and Sally Field. Ryan, why are you so excited about this movie? So that's a great segue and I'm glad this came up organically. The Nordiest podcast, this episode is sponsored by T12. So if you go to T12.com, get the Tom Brady uh, Vita pack to help de-age yourself, um, put in Nordy's podcast uh, for the promo code. The code. code get, for, get I thought you were going to say something like depends or insurer, <laughs> given that it's Boomer Town. I mean, he's making a movie with you Sorry. Know, four Boomer <clears throat> I, I read the wrong sponsor. It's for Tom Brady's Tactical Sunglasses. Go to Tom Brady's TacticalGlasses.com and the promo code <laughs> Nordy's podcast. I love the <clears throat> SNL reference. Great no, skit, I, by the way. The Fisher Price I hadn't even podcast. heard... I haven't even heard of this. Um, I will probably will not watch it. I don't, I don't know what it would take from like a review standpoint from anybody to be like, it's actually really good. I still don't think I would watch it. I, yeah, I just, it has so little appeal to me. I can't imagine watching it. Um, I can't even believe it's probably going to get made. It sounds like it's real. It sounds well, like it's probably funding it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a vanity project. Of course. Eric, right, what are your thoughts? More people on his dick, dude. My God, this is going to be so bad and so unwatchable. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't watch this if I, if you paid me forty nine dollars. Wow, but I, what, would, but I would for fifty. Those ladies in the seventies, though. Yeah, Sally been, Field, Jane Fonda, banging, banging. Would have, been, would have been fun. All right, guys. Next up, uh, Indiana Jones Five has wrapped fil- filming. Uh, when are they going to stop making these? These are like hard to watch. Didn't he like break his leg last time he made a movie? He ma- he broke his leg on uh, one Star of the Star Wars. Wars movies. Yeah, it makes me a little uncomfortable. This dude is old as dirt. I don't care about Indiana Jones anymore. There, This is a, a franchise that is dying for a James Bond-like reboot. And mm. I know that they thought about doing it before, but it, it obviously didn't work the way that they wanted to by incorporating aliens and swinging shots. And Shia LaBeouf while having Indiana Jones and like making them like family somehow. Aliens uh, was not the problem, dude. There was a lot else was. So, so here's my thing. I think that it's time for Indiana Jones to be done. And it's time to restart Indiana Jones with like a similar um, introduction story to Indiana Jones. Like teach a new generation about who Indiana Jones is. And start over with a fun new character. And I don't know. And maybe... Like, just maybe uh, take all of the things that James complains about and actually make him like try and do like good in the world, not just like treasure hunting for sport. Yeah, I you want to know who I think the new Indiana Jones should be? Tom Holland. Oh, just Zendaya. Kidding. Oh, Zendaya. Oh, sure. I think Zendaya should be the new 
Indiana Jones. I, I'm fine with it. It'd like be really it. cool. She'd make it her own. It would be awesome. It'd be a totally new take on a great classic story. And it would be her traveling through a bunch of history. And like, it's new stories, but it's like, it's kind of like um, new tales telling the same story. So they're not finding the Holy Grail and stuff like that. But like, they're doing the same kind of things. I, I, it's, it's easy money. I agree. I think it has a lot more potential than trying to run it back with Tom. I mean, I don't think Harrison Ford Ford even gives a fuck, dude. I don't think he actually like reads the script before he shows up. He just growls. He growls through his lines and then he's like, back to my trailer, motherfucker. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's what I feel like he's like all the time. All right. Um, so something that we don't know anything about really, but hopefully it'll be good. Uh, FX and Hulu are putting out a new crime drama called Under the Banner of Heaven, starring Andrew Garfield. I haven't seen much of this, and I haven't seen a lot of Andrew Garfield, but it seems like he's kind of back to being uh, in the good graces of Hollywood. And yeah. uh, people seem to think he's really talented. He's made some really cool indie movies. Um, people want to see more of him after his appearance in Spider-Man. And I think this looks like um, Hulu and FX were like, hey, let's make a new True Detective. And mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield will do it. That's what it looks like. I mean, dude, I mean, it's pretty, it seems to be like pretty low hanging fruit to try to make these clones of uh, True Detective. Like, um, you know, we got the one mayor of Easttown, which was essentially a clone of, it was, didn't have any of the, like the super creepy cultish stuff. This does. So they're mm-hmm. being more true to the source material of ripping off uh, True Detective. But can we just name it? Is it Garf? Garfanaissance? Is that what we're in right now? We're in a Garfanaissance. This is the Garfanaissance. And if we're in the Garfanaissance, that means that the show is going to be good and yes. we're all going to enjoy it. So I'm excited. Yes. Um, he seems like he's where Robert Pattinson was like two years ago. And McConaughey was like nobody before. Well, I mean, he obviously was incredibly famous, but he wasn't really working before yeah. his True Detective, original True Detective. So all this could be big for him is find some kind of like religious culty mystery that you're a extremely flawed character who the crowd knows is a disaster, but you're kind of hoping that this last case will get them back on track, you know? And it epically destroys them, but they save like one girl. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So perfect. Yeah. Like 18 people die. They save the one girl and then they probably like, die in the meantime and you sleep with your you sleep with your partner's wife and burn all the bridges yes yeah i'm really hoping that this is good i'm gonna watch it that on the night it comes out yeah me too i'm hoping it's good all right uh next up guys uh disney is opening up uh this week a new five thousand dollar i believe a night or for two nights um immersive star wars hotel have you guys seen any Mm -hmm. of this Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen the trailers and some footage and some behind the scenes pictures. And people think it's you know, really they have cool. actors, actresses walk around serving you in like, you know, in character um, holograms to take they you want, through a story. Do I get they the spy? People. Do I get the Padme spy cam into the into where her room is? She's sleeping. <laughs> Jesus, that's eight thousand dollars. That's eight thousand um, dollars. Right, damn. And hey, spoiler alert! Look. I booked my tickets and they won't even refund me when I found it. It wasn't even Natalie Portman, dude. It's an actress. Like I don't even care. They, um, this is people are complaining about it, but like I mean, it is what it is. You pay for your family to go stay in like a a weird hotel room, 
that they like made into looking like it's in Star Wars. And yeah. then you get to go on a journey to a different planet and you get to like look out the windows and it looks like you're flying through space. And I don't know if you got $5,000 to burn and you want to wear your Star Wars costume, it's going to be fun. How quickly did Tyler of Winterfell like listen to this and then like get in his car and go buy lottery tickets in the hopes <laughs> that he could just splurge indefinitely on a He'll Star Wars themed hotel? No, I think he was like, I think he went on eBay and he was like, how much can I get for my PS5? Here's my liver. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's like, all right, I only have to sell 15 more of these. He's just selling everything he has so he can get a trip to whatever planet they go to. I heard it looks kind of, I heard it's like not quite as, as cool as you think it's going to be. And it's a little bit cheesy. Um, You know, maybe not worth it until they kind of perfect it in a couple years and the prices drop too. So. I wouldn't be signing up for this personally. All right, yeah, so you're, a couple you're super things cheap, here. though. Yeah, that's true. We found you know out I mean? that there's going to be a Penguin spinoff uh, series on HBO Max starring Colin Farrell. He's going to be in the the Batman movie that's coming out. Um, we also found out that he's not allowed to smoke or even hold a cigar because Hollywood is so serious about their no tobacco products in their movies. Um, but does this spinoff series? And Colin Farrell returning to HBO make you guys excited at all? Because I'm pretty pumped with this. Well, a, cu- a couple things right out of the gate. Lots to unpack, yeah. Number one, um, HBO Max can't miss at the moment, I think, for the most part. And if they have settled on an idea, I don't have any reason to doubt whatever it is that they're going to try and produce and, and eventually put out. So that's number one feather in the cap. <clears throat> I think the Batman looks like a fantastic film. Um, I think any spinoffs that may come out of this will probably be pretty good. I don't think, again, I don't think HBO Max would be picking it up if, if Matt Reeves didn't do a good job already of developing this character um, mm-hmm. and, and the writing team. And then I think Colin Farrell is kind of underrated and I'm excited to see what he could do. And, um, you know, the, the only Penguin backstory we have is from, what is it, Batman Returns? I want to say, but yeah, Danny DeVito, and it was like this weird, like comic booky, like they flush him down the sewer. He's, yeah. you know, and he goes his famous line, like, "I was the number one son, but they treated me like number two. Yeah, and so it's pretty like, good line, it's you know? it's going to be less cartoony than that, and I think it will be a little bit cooler. <laughs> yes, I hope so. They've they've even said <clears throat> on you know various uh, discussions, the producer, his name's Dylan Clark, said it's going to be. Um, Similar to like a Scarface story for Oswald okay. Cobblepot, it's like like uh, you know Jim, I think you mentioned this off the pod, but like a coming to power, you know, like how to you know gaining all the resources and snuffing out comp- competition and all that stuff. So uh, I think this right. sounds kind of cool. I have no idea when it's going to be out or produced. This was the kind of the first I'd heard of it, so uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of excited about it. Oh, it's. It's got, I mean, it's great news. It's Colin Farrell. It's HBO. It's a big DC property. It's, there's no reason not to be very excited. So I'm, I'm hyped on it. And I don't know if this is on our news, but like people are loving the Batman movie. That's what we're going to go into next. So the Batman drops this week. Good reviews so far. This is like our most anticipated movie. So I'm really excited about this dropping. And we're seeing it on Sunday. At least Eric, you and I are Ryan. I think you're picking a different time at some point. Um, but I'm I'm excited, dude. We got the theater rented out. Cannot wait to watch this on on Sunday. So 
next week, I guess. Is that right? Next week we're going to have our takes for the shit? Next week. Crazy. It's here. This is the movie that I'm the most excited about right now. So really looking forward to this one. I, I was kind of combing through a couple of uh, reviews because this early, they're not very spoilery. Or maybe it was more of like their synopsis of their reviews. And one of the yeah, most hilarious... read the tweets, but don't read the, the articles. When they yeah, do yeah, 2,000 exactly. words, they always do spoilers. And it's so annoying. One of the funniest ones I read was like, again, with another Batman film where no one in the entire city seems to own light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was I love funny. it. So dark. Well, I can't wait. We'll be talking about that maybe spoiler free for you guys next week, uh, but we can't wait for it. Hopefully you guys are going to get to the theaters and see it. We were just talking Patanasance. Well, this is uh, him back as one of the main leading men of Hollywood. So really looking forward to it. All right. Uh, let's move on to our hot wrecks and not wrecks segment this week. And we have to start with Euphoria, the king of television right now. The biggest show on TV. They have, uh, it came out that it was the second most watched show on HBO besides Game of Thrones. It just finished up. We talked about it a little earlier, um, but Euphoria, so far a show of 2022, right? And it broke, it literally broke HBO Max right before the premiere of the finale. There were so many people trying to watch it that HBO Max broke. It is like the rare show, like working in a high school, it's like the rare show that is cool for everyone. And like the kids are all like, man, did you watch the Euphoria finale last night? Like, whoa, whoa, kids... whoa, whoa. You and the students are overlapping on like uh, show preferences yeah. at the moment? That's Yeah, weird. that never happens. That's like... Um, I thought you'd you know, have to watch Friends reruns to, to relate to the kids. It's like Stranger Things and Euphoria, like the only places that we can see eye to eye at this point. Wow. I'm trying to get kids to watch Peacemaker, so... A couple well, remember when you tried to get him to watch Dark? Yeah, good luck. That was I, a bad sell. I, the worst thing about that, again, and if you guys have been listening for a long time, you probably heard this, but years ago when Dark came out, I loved it. It's one of my favorite shows ever. And Dark came out, and I told all my kids in class, guys, I've been watching this show called Dark. It's so good. It's a German show, but it's really good. You should check it out. So the next day, this kid shows up to class, and he's like, what the hell, Mr. Burtness? And I was like, what? And he was like, you told me to watch Dark, so I put it on with my mom, and the first scene of the whole show is a naked sex scene. <laughs> it is. That's true. That's like, mad. I was like, dang it, I totally forgot. No, it's, it's Ulrich, balls deep in uh, Jonas's mom, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ulrich. So funny. So, there you go. That's great. Good work. Euphoria. All right, yeah, Todd. <laughs> Jim, you've also been pushing a show. I checked out the first episode. It's on Apple Plus TV or whatever they call it, and it's called Severance. What can you tell us about Severance and why people should be watching this? It's 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 tough because I don't want to say too much. Like, Eric, you know, going in, the mystery is fun, right? It's all like, it's very, there's a sci-fi angle. So I'll just say that it's like an extended episode of Black Mirror, well, they, but maybe a touch lighter. Yeah, they, they released so the info. They released the info on what yeah, like the I know, mystery. But is. I didn't even when I read that. I didn't. I wish I hadn't even read that. Okay, fair enough. Like I wish I went into it. it okay, I'll just give you some comparables. Um, it's it's an in an office setting, and it reminds me of Black Mirror, but maybe more the tone of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. If you guys remember that gem of a movie with uh, Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey, it has like that kind of lighter tone, dude. Adam Scott is great in it. The cast, like, keep popping up heavy hitters left and right. 
So Apple, once again, has spent a shit ton of money on a show with huge talent. And I think this time, maybe the first time, uh, they've really nailed it. I, I know that that's blasphemy for people that really love uh, Jason Sudeikis' show. Um, or, the, but, or the morning show. Or the morning show, which I think is already losing relevance, it feels like. Uh, people don't talk about Lasso. it. Did it, did it have any? Lasso's great. So I am... I'm in on the show. There's only they've only dropped two episodes, so I watched them both. I liked them a lot. I'm really excited. I don't know when they come out, what day of the week, um, but it's on Apple Plus. It's called Severance, and I need more shows because Peacemaker just ended, Euphoria just ended. I'm hoping that this is like must watch each week. So I, I'm into it. I'll keep you guys updated without any kind of spoilers because the less you know, I think the better. You watched um, both. Yeah. I watched both episodes. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. I can't wait for three. There's probably so going to be far. eight. Yeah, it's uh, Eric. You thought it was interesting, right? Yeah, it's fun. I'm. I can't wait to figure out more. Sweet. I got to go news. buy another Apple product so I can get another three months free of Apple Plus. Oh, don't you have it right now? No, I'm out. I'll give you my login or some shit. No, nah, it's we'll fine. talk. All right, uh, Jim. You also watched a bunch of. Uh, random things you watched uh unstuck in time what what was this yeah the kurt it's a kurt vonnegut doc so you know i've read what eight six of his six of his books probably more like in high school you know like everybody i think a lot of people did and i'm a big fan big fan so it's like i just you know i know all about his books and his characters uh i don't know much about the man himself so i was like let's watch this doc it was interesting it was good i think you you sort of should be a fan but it's funny because the filmmaker puts himself sort of into the movie a lot. And right away, I'm like, this is kind of annoying. Who the fuck is this guy? Why do we think we need to hear from him? And the fact that he's been friends with Vonnegut since the 70s or 80s or whatever it was. Um, like, why is he important? And then I'm like, God, that name looks familiar. Robert something like wild, whatever. I can't even remember his name. It's the dude that come. The, it's the guy that did Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know that name that comes up even on the memes? Robert B. Wild or whatever? Yeah, whatever that is, that's the guy that made the doc and is is in it. So even that makes sense in the end. And it's a good good documentary, dude. Jimbo, let me ask you a question. What does the Venn diagram look like of teenagers from your era that liked Kurt Vonnegut as well as Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? It looks like a target, like a damn circle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Yes, that's perfect. Honestly, that they're comparable, the weirdness of it. Dude, I, I don't know. If you're at all interested in, the, in it, if you've read some of his books, you may want to find out more about him. Crazy life. Like literally, like the, the events of Slaughterhouse-Five where like Dresden gets bombed out. That's just his personal story. Like he, he lived through all that. I didn't know that. Um so he saw some shit, dude, some real wild stuff. And he still managed to have like this crazy lighthearted sense of humor about the world. So it's a, uh, it's a good doc. So yeah, I, I, we spent more time on it than I thought, but it's a wreck if you're at all interested. It's on uh, Hulu. All right. Uh, you also watched Free Guy. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. It's actually on Hulu and Disney plus right now. And I don't want to spend too much time on it. It is, um, it's one of those movies that fits in that category where you're like, that movie wasn't very good, but I get why it has a high, a higher Rotten Tomato score. Cause it's like that, like 85% C, you know what I'm saying? Just barely, like everybody barely over the threshold. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's just not that great. It's actually, I thought it was going to be a little bit better to be honest, but it's, it's fine. It's worth watching if you really just need truly some mindless entertainment. But I also think it's on HBO great. max. I think it's on literally like three separate streaming services currently. It is on HBO too. It's everywhere. So you can go watch it wherever you want. So no excuses. Uh, it's only okay. It's fine. Okay, well, hopefully better than fine was The King's Man. You finally <laughs> watched this <laughs> Dude, this franchise has fallen off. I know, Eric, you're the biggest fan out of this No, I was the biggest fan franchise. of the first one, but the second yeah. one was so bad that I didn't even watch the third one. This is the third one, isn't it? Yeah, the second one was so bad that I didn't even watch this one. Okay. The second one um, had, like, Elton John, remember? It's been out for, like, a week. It had like Burt Reynolds and Elton John and stuff. It was just terrible. Channing oh. Tatum. Oh, it was just so bad. It Elton was like, John, like doing a high kick and like, no, oh, I mean, ridiculous. honestly, this movie wasn't that much. Okay. So it kind of is like supposed to be this serious historical period piece about the war, you know, World War One, I, I guess it is. And at tooth, like in the final act, it just gets to fucking silly town, dude. It just gets, I mean, it's, it's different stuff. Um, like involving like a goat. I mean, it, it, I can't even describe how silly it is, but it does remind me of Elton John, like high kicking someone with his his platform heel. I'm going to so go ahead and say it just this. evolves into just a shit movie. This is a controversial pod take, and I'm going to go ahead and say it. The first Kingsman is just OK because of like the scenes with like training the kids is bad. Like, it's not very good. Okay. I know there's the church, you know, scene that's, like, one of the most iconic scenes in cinema history, and I, I get that. It's cooler than – it's more cool than good. Okay, fair. That's fair. What, however, whatever adjective you want to use, it's iconic in its own way. It's iconic in its own right. But mostly the first movie is is barely okay. Okay. Well, this is four times um, worse than that movie. So I would skip this altogether for you, Ryan. You know, it is it is rare. Like, we get a big, like, Ray Fiennes movie. We should all try to watch it, right? Well, he makes bad decisions. Well, kind of. In well, this case, he made a bad decision. Let's, let's hop into another movie that Ray Fiennes is in, and that's our Better Late Than Never. Ryan finally watched um, our runner-up for movie of the year last year on the Nordies, No Time to Die, the final installment of the Daniel Craig James Bond series. The fifth and final movie with, with Daniel Craig as James Bond. Ryan, the floor is yours. What did you think about No Time to Die? I mean, what a ride. Honestly. Like, it was pretty insane. It, it, it felt like I watched three different movies. It, it was like, it felt like I was watching... Uh, do you remember the first time you watched Speed? And I'm not trying to compare the two. But, like, there was yeah. the there was the elevator part, you know which had nothing to do with the bus. And then, right. then there was the bus part, which was the big chunk of the movie. And then there was like the subway part, you know, where they're trying to catch, you know, Anthony Hopkins or sorry. Um, I can't remember who it was. Not Anthony Hopkins. I, I Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Thank you. But there was like, there was like three separate parts to the movie. And I felt like Bond yeah. was that way where it was like this one, this this one thing that took a while, and then it was this next one thing, and then and then it was like this long, you know, running scene. I thought, sadly, for the first time, Daniel Craig looked old as Bond, whereas before yeah. he, he used to look like grizzled, 
you know, to a point. And I think that's okay. But still refined. Where the story went, I thought it made sense. <clears throat> yep, totally agree. Um, I thought Rami Malek as uh, Blofeld, sorry, not as Blofeld, as whoever he was, the bad guy, was fantastic. Like, just unbelievably yeah. good. Um, creepy, um, understated, but, like, very, like, scary, especially in the beginning um, with the kind of the salt on the winter house. Um, yep. I thought the Anya Taylor, sorry, no, Anya de Armas, <laughs> like, cameo was, Anna de, yeah. was awesome um, in Cuba. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, uh, the dude, the white dude, Logan, whatever his name was, was fantastic. Um, overall, I don't think Daniel Craig's Bond legacy could have gotten a better send off. Mm -hmm. I really feel like they did an excellent job. It's, it, it all felt very believable. Um, I thought it was a very well done bookend to Daniel Craig's Bond films. I think that the hardest thing, and we've seen this so many times with movies and TV series that we love, is that it's so impossible to take a beloved character or story and give it the proper ending. And, you know, either you get something that's, that's safe and expected, like Harry Potter, or you get something that all the fanfic and all of the imaginations of people... Um, the the real thing could never live up to it like Game of Thrones. I mean, there's just so many scenarios where the end, it just doesn't give people the perfect ending they were hoping for. And I'm not saying that this was perfect, but I think they, they nailed it pretty damn well. I mean, I, I left feeling really satisfied with where they, where they ended this thing and how they did. I thought they landed the plane about as well as they could. Yeah. Have. I don't, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think, like if you're looking for the perfect ending, they're at like a ninety eight percent. Yeah. And what just, what, what just more what more could you ask for? Yeah. It it's just like one of the movies where at the end of it I felt like like standing up and cheering, even in my own house. Like it was better on the second watch than it was the first watch. And I just thought this was a, an absolute work of art. I thought they killed it. And uh Daniel Craig I think they'll be hard pressed to ever find a Bond as good as Daniel Craig. In my mind, he, he goes down as James Bond. He's 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 goaded status now. I'll, I'll be curious. I think I hope they're making these our whole lives and we're 80 and we're like, well, I hate these young kids doing it. I know that's what yeah. we'll say, but yeah. um, I think he's great. I, I think they nailed it. Huge shoes to fill and huge, like, they covered so much in this movie. I think, Ryan, that's almost what you're feeling with, like, this movie had fucking phases, dude. It had more than acts. It was like, Okay, they're covering a lot of ground. Um, but I think it was really super satisfying, like you guys said. I mean, I can't remember all the names of the movies. Like, I feel like we, you know, we we finished that rewatch a long time ago. But I think this ranks in the middle of those. Um, definitely above, like, Solace and probably another one. Maybe, see, I can't even remember them. It's been too long. But, you know, Casino Royale is better. But, dude, I, I just really loved it. And Casino I can't Royale's wait to watch better, this movie for the Royale second time. Casino Royale stakes are a fifth of these, you know, like, Oh my God. Yeah. They're, they're, it's great, but it's just so much, the stakes are so small. It's like an introduction to James Bond where this was like, it's never going to be as satisfying having to tell the end of a story, but I just think that they deserve bonus points for that. And so to me, this mo will probably go down as my um, first or second favorite of all of them. Um, oh, probably cool. 
battling it out with Skyfall as my favorite one of the movies. Um, I think Spectre and Casino Royale are right behind those as just fantastic. And um, Quantum of Solace is like a good movie, but it's distant in an epic franchise. Yeah, I love it. One of my favorite franchises ever. Good shit, man. And now our rewatch has concluded. Oh, man. Like, it it was, even, even the way that they ended it was just a perfect tribute, right? To Daniel Craig. And yeah. I I felt myself holding my breath at times um, that they did such a good job uh, with this movie and it, it never disappointed. And I'm going to go ahead and rank them right now. And it is, Ooh. it is No Time to Die, Skyfall, Casino Royale, Spectre, and Quantum of Solace. I think I, I second that. I think I cool. second that ranking. I love it. And that's not a recency bias thing. I think I think it's the quality of the film. Like I think it's hard to it's hard to differentiate between the first movie in the franchise and the last movie when there's 20 years in between them or you know or whatever it is, like something like that. So uh, <clears throat> like Eric said, Casino Royale was like the introduction to the series and wow, absolutely what an introduction, you know? I mean, just to they're like, who is Daniel Craig? I think that's what everybody was thinking. And then by the end, it's like, man, right. we are really going to miss Daniel Craig in this yeah. role. Oh, he's blonde. He's short. He doesn't look like Bond to me, you know. Yeah. And then he turned out to be the best. Well, and, he- so. and hence the like the money truck thing where he's like, I'd rather slit my wrists than do another film. And they're like, what if we did 50? And he's like, done. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Done. Uh, I'm sure uh, looking back, he's glad he did because he truly put together quite the body of work. It'll be his legacy right there. Give me Richard Madden now. Oh, number one casting choice, I think, is, is Madden. So well, hey, Richard Madden. So I think easy. it would have been... He's Scottish. I think it would have been easier Isn't when... Um, what was the show that he did? Bodyguard. Oh, when Bodyguard, Bodyguard. was hot um, and Daniel Craig was thinking mm-hmm. about getting out of the franchise... At that, they were kind of crossing over at that time. Now it might be a little more difficult. Bodyguard, not quite, you know, front of the tongue for everybody at this point. Hey, yeah. my my rankings for reboots: Bond uh, gets uh, Richard Madden, and Indiana Jones gets Zendaya. That's my picks of the day. All right, guys, All right. you know what time it is. Holy Jesus! Do we though? I was kind of does not- Ryan know? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan was the one that wanted to be cued. Ryan yeah, wanted no, no, no. to take the I music. wanted to be cued, but I needed more than like a half a second. He's like, do you know what time it is? And then How much cue playing. can we give you? All right. What, what do you mean? <laughs> All right. Here. Okay, shh. We Here comes. Go. Guys, it's time for our rewatch. Pirates of the Rewatch. And this week we watched Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. And I have to tell you guys that I thought that this rewatch was going to be trash. Um, Really? And I was wrong. Because through two movies, I'm having a great time watching these Pirates movies. And the thing that I didn't realize is that these are not kids' movies. These are grown-up movies that are masquerading as kids' movies. These Correct. are these are grown up movies for like adults with like genius level IQ. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> fucking follow these. Movies. There's curses. This group of pirates once interacted with this group, and then there's the the now there's the trading company along with the governments. 
holy fuck are these movies but complicated? Got, but the one guy's and then got the dynamics deal. of every curse. Yeah, he's got oh, to deal with these people, and he had the papers, but he took the papers from him and brought the thing and, over to the guy. And they all speak like indiscriminately, just con- convoluted. Like every word is is huge, and it's all in a heavy accent. So yeah, um, I'm glad we're doing a rewatch because, or else I would not be able to follow them all the way through. I don't know if I can follow this one through. I was at like points like stopping the movie, rewinding it, like trying to figure out what the hell was going on in this thing. It is all over the place. And it makes me kind of think that it might not have actually been a very good movie. Um, But that's okay because it was really entertaining. Johnny Depp is so in his element as Captain Jack Sparrow. The movies are funny, but have just the right amount of romance, adventure. Um, You know, there's some, you know, thoughtful, caring, sweet moments that are mixed in. And the whole, like, um, scoundrelness of being a pirate is just such a great theme as all of the characters dive into this as liars and backstabbers and schemers, uh, being selfish, wanting treasure, all sorts of things all throughout the movies. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, I don't even know if I could really name the characters after watching about four or five hours of this. Will Turner is one of them. Yeah. Um, Bootstrap Bill. Uh, Davy Jones. I think that's it. I don't even know the girl's name. What's Kieran Knightley? Elizabeth Swan. Didn't know that. Jack Elizabeth Sparrow. Swan. Yeah, Jack Barbosa. Sparrow. You got Ooh. this. Okay, I think I do. You're Barbosa. right. Barbosa. I, I so think this movie picks up. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, sure. you. Hit the, hit, yeah, hit I was just going to say, I liked how this picked up right after the first one ended. Um, there, you know, Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner are getting arrested for what happened at the end of the last one. So that's what sort of kicks this off. Of, you know, they send Will Turner on a mission to go meet up with um, Jack Sparrow and then, you know, deliver the compass, which they teased this broken compass in the last movie. And they teased the bootstrap bill stuff, which we got Will Turner's dad. Kind of disappointing with Will Turner's dad, by the way, for how cool Will Turner of a character is. His dad's like this sad pussy pirate that like, <laughs> so like was going to die. And then he like... You know, and plus he had mutinied against Jack Sparrow, and that's not cool because Jack's the man. Well, so well, a little disappointed in a him. A little but. bit different than that. He, but he was part of the curse, right? So he yeah. couldn't die. He had to get introduced to the Davy Jones curse. Well, right, but he couldn't die, and they had strapped him to a cannon, and so he was literally stuck at the bottom of the ocean for thirty years, unable to die, strapped to a cannon. So that's why he that's yeah. why he's all weird and fucked up. What a dork. Um, <laughs> but I like that. How, dude, here's what I like to do. When I watch this movie, I was just staring at all of the Davy Jones pirates. They all looked cool. Some of them were coral reef people. Some of them were stingray people. Some of them were hammerheads. Some of them were crabheads. Um, big time into all the character designs on those guys. And they all looked great. A couple of them looked like, uh, hedge trimmers. Like their, their swords were made out of hedge trimmers. Loved it all. Every single little character detail was fantastic. Shout out to the um, CG team on the Pirates of the Caribbean. Cause holy goodness, between that, all, like you said, all those characters and the Kraken, phenomenal job. In like 2005, yeah, I think right? maybe 2006, they were knocking this shit out. It looked great. And it was Truly mind-blowing. I think especially, you know, when you look at, like, the the detail of the skin textures on Davy Jones, who I recognize the actor, but I can't really picture him. I think he was in, like, Love Actually, yeah, right, Bill as Knight. the rock star yeah. guy. 
Bill Nighy. Yeah, God, was he good. He was good. in Underworld, too, um, as well as one of the, like, ancient yep. vampires. Yep. Hell yeah. So um, they have, like, you know, the casting is always great on these. Yeah, and so they go on a big rollicking adventure. You get some, like, witch doctory stuff in there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, you know, the story is always about go here to get this magical item, to bring to this other magical item, to unlock a curse, to, you know, get some magical items back. are the or somebody's going to get hung or hanged, I should say. Um, you know, it's all the same kind of story, but I, I just really enjoyed it. I think that the curses and the magical items are the worst part of this movie. The best parts of it are just the fun sword fights, Jack um, and company being funny, Jack getting into funny situations. Today was the day you thought you were going to catch Captain Jack Sparrow. You know, like oh, all that stuff is just the, the uh, most amazing I actually don't think that this stuff needs to be so supernatural. I think that might be what takes me out of it a little bit. Like, I almost wish Mm. these movies were, like, dabbled in the supernatural, but, like, it wasn't a bunch of, like, squid people that they were were battling. Like, like there was kind of like the shark fin in the water level of supernatural. Like, you kind of felt like it was there and weird things happened. But I think that it's, it's, it doesn't need that. It's, it's better in the parts that that stuff isn't happening. So, overall... I, I think that these movies are pretty damn good. Uh, actually, that's not fair. They might be bad, but they're really no, fun. yeah, I'm having a blast. I, I I would if they're if you enjoy if they're entertaining, they're good. That's what makes a good movie. Yeah, right? so and you got to remember, Eric. They were literally this was like a ride at Disneyland or uh, sorry Disney World. They were literally like flying by the seat of their pants trying to make this up as they went. They had no idea. This isn't there isn't like a novel or. <laughs> The only thing they had was a dog with keys to go yeah, off of. That's like essentially that's what they started with. And I think they they did the first movie with like the hope that they could make their money back on some caliber, um, and it exceeded expectations. And then they wrote you know the next two, um, which we just watched, uh, Dead Man's Chest. And I thought, man, mm-hmm. the scenes of like the guys fighting in the wheel the the water wheel yeah it's like dude the cg on that was flawless like really good and all like the and a lot of that some of that was practical right they're running on wheels and they're swinging and i really like the escape from the cannibals all that shit was super fun um you know they just come up with like all right now jack's gonna be like in a cage in a in a rolling cage and then they're gonna make that cool um love that I, so should we just talk about how it ended so we can set up our next movie Yeah, I'll just say, though, I think that the best parts of this are just that Jack is obviously this, like, he seems like an idiot. Like, he seems like such a bumbling, stumbling moron. But, like, he does actually have these really smart plans, or at least he's lucky. And Mm -hmm. the moments where he's, like, this selfish pirate who lives by this pirate code, but, like, he's actually a good person who constantly is the one to go back for his friends is the best part of this whole thing. Jack voting himself away from the Kraken only to go back yep. and be the hero in the big moment is every good part of the movie. Yeah, I agree. And that's what happened. So he saved everybody from the Kraken. He jumps straight into the fucking maw of the fish. After and... being backstabbed, making out with Swan. Right. Yes, that is that was hard to watch. Um, pirates him. She, she learned how to be a pirate. He should be yeah. proud of her. So he jumps in there. And then they kind of tease, like, you think the movie might be over, and then they go and visit that witch doctor. Um, and then do you guys remember the first scene with the witch doctor where the monkey was, like, sitting on a guy's shoes in the other room? 
So that was Barbosa. He's back. They got a plan to f- sail to the end of the world to save Jack. And thus, our next rewatch They're sailing is... to world's end, not the end of world. To world's end. Yeah, that's true. Re- world's end. I remember um, the trailer very vividly where the gal, I forget who the actress is. She does a really good job of playing like the Cajun, you know, witch doctor kind of thing. Which, when she says like, if you're willing to brave the weird... I remember that being like a yeah, very yeah, prominent yeah. piece of the trailer. And it was like, yeah, but that's for the next one. But anyway, so um, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil things, but there's a distinct drop off. <laughs> yeah. In this Moving movie. into the next film. It felt like this is, they set this one up like hard. I mean, this feels like it's definitely part of a trilogy. And then after this, I don't know what's going to happen with, Four and five, but what? Yeah, Eric, you're, I, Eric, uh, you're kind of smirking. What? Can't wait. No, I was just excited for the next one. Pirates of the Caribbean. You shouldn't be, so guys. That's it. That's all the time that we have on this week's episode of the Northeast Podcast. Make sure to tune in to our sports cast where we're going to talk all things sports that you guys will want to be hearing. Um, so tune in; it will be a great episode. But until then, thanks for hanging out with us here at the Northeast Podcast.